right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, fired up. Today, we have Darren O'Brien from Woodward Fab joined the podcast. And I got to tell you, man, this is one of those companies I remember a long time ago, first when I first started with Two Guys, I was like, whoa, look at all the cool equipment we get to play with. Most of it wore, you know, the Woodward Fab label, which is great, man. And the more you play with it, the more you get confident in it. And metalworking and all the tools needed to do some of that. Um, I believe it's intimidating at first, but these guys make it so simple, so easy. Their equipment's affordable. And, dude, you could tackle these jobs in your own your own shop, your garage. Or, for that matter, if you're single, not married, maybe the kitchen or the living room. <laughs> I mean, this is all great stuff, especially when you like to get your hands in it. Yeah, man. And what's cool about metalworking, you talk about you know a little bit of uh, intimidation factor, right? Like you see gurus shaping and forming and making all yeah. kinds of amazing things. You know what? The easiest way to get past intimidation is just get a hammer and just smash it, right? Just smash the hammer and it does what you tell it to do. You get a big enough hammer and it's going to move, right? Now, yeah, I might not move in this, the shape and direction that you were intending, but damn it, you can move some metal. And once you can move some metal, then it's just a matter of practice to get it to move a little bit more in the direction and the shape that you were asking for. And, you know, we've had some guys on the on the show, you know, in the past and talked about, uh, you know, fabrication and learning sheet metal. And there's so many ways to learn from, you know, online stuff to your buddy to go to a local shop and, you know, volunteer or whatever. Or you can take some classes, which, you know, a lot of us have done. And it's just huge on getting way past those hurdles to where you're just now you're knee deep, you're waist deep, you're eyeball deep, you're picking up some tools. And the next thing you know... You got a bunch of cool projects, whether you're just making a little patch panel, you know, on an old, you know, pickup truck or hot rod, or whether you really start, you know, forming something like a scoop or, you know, maybe a center console or, you know, something for your gauge cluster pod or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's getting past that first hurdles and, you know, the companies like Woodward Fab have everything so you can tippy toe in, get yourself some nice, simple tools, get a little, you know, little seat time underneath you and then work yourself up to, you know, the mamma jamma. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's really cool, especially, you know, it doesn't really matter what you get. I started with a shrinker and a stretcher, you know, and a couple other tools from Woodward Fab. They got bead rollers, pipe and tube notchers, English wheels, different pipe benders, you name it, they have it. And the great thing is once you just start, 
playing and start having fun with it, give yourself an hour or two, you're going to walk out of every time you get your hands in it and start using it and playing with it, you're going to learn something. Like the curve is really rapid. Oh, yeah, because it's uh, there's a feedback loop, right? When you do something, it moves, right? You see it move and you go, oh, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to do more of this or I'm going to do less of this. <laughs> you know and right, so right, that's right. like the real secret i want the metal to move more so i'm going to keep going uh and then what you do is you learn what a tool can do just like anything in your your wood shop right you figure out what you can do with your skill saw how straight a cut can i make okay well that's about a straight maybe i can get a straight edge and i can make it straighter with a skill saw i can hold it over my head and blah blah, blah. and then you go to the you know the jigsaw or whatever other you know woodworking tool the router and you figure out okay if I'm going to do a rounded edge, I'm going to use a router and then I'm done with the router. Yeah. Now I got to go to the next tool, right? And then you piece those tools together till you have something pretty awesome. Yeah, man. It's insane too. Like I, I always appreciated just the, the learning curve. I mean, I still, even to this day, if I haven't used a shrinker stretcher, get it backwards every once in a while. I'll be like, dig, 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 let it bite, let it bite, let it bite. Like, oh my God, it's been in the wrong way. Oh, no, I need to stretch that, not shrink it. Or I need to shrink that, not stretch it. It happens, right? But these are great, affordable tools that anybody can put in their shop or their work area and start getting, I mean, getting just hands-on with metal work and metal moving you know i don't care if you need to cut bend shrink stretch you need to make something look like a u an elbow a you know a letter this that the other man you can have fun with it and these guys provide quality tools for you to get your hands dirty in every aspect regarding moving metal well it's no different from all the other you know home improvement tools you have once you have the tool then all of a sudden you're finding all kinds of stuff that you can do yeah right i mean I don't know. I had some, you know, loose tubing, you know, extra tubing lying around, some nice stainless brush square tubing from another project. And I was like, well, my mailbox stand is falling apart. Chop, 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 weld, weld, weld. And, you know, there's a <laughs> mailbox stand, you know, like and when you have right, yeah. <laughs> some random, you know, two by fours and stuff lying around, you could build a tree house. And when you have some random sheet metal or tubing or whatever lying around, you could build anything you want, right? Racks for storage or something in your, for your wife's garden or who, who knows, right? Like it's right. cool because all of a sudden you have power, you have capability. And from there, it's your imagination, right? Anything that comes up in life, psh, I got a welder over here. I got a grinder over here. Let's get it on, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. And the funny part is your significant other, most times it'd be your wife. She realizes you possess just, in, I mean, small amounts of talent you show her on this, and she'll have you making all kinds of stuff. I made her signs, pictures, <laughs> you know, all kind. Honey, I want this. I need to say this. I want it made out of metal, and you got to do this and that. You gotta, like, I, I've done that before, man. And coming up here in just a second, the guy behind the company. Uh, so we'll get the latest and greatest from Wood and Fab with Darren O'Brien. Can't wait. Let's take a quick break. We're back to it. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. All right, it's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Then we have Darren O'Brien from Woodward Fab on the phone, the man behind Woodward Fab. So, hey, Darren, thanks for taking time to talk to us today, man. How's uh, how's everything in your world right now? Dude, going good. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Nice to talk to you guys. Hope everything's going well and you guys are safe. Well, we're all on lockdown, and that gives us all a lot more time in the shop, in the garage, playing on some of these projects. And, you know, a lot of times guys that, you know, use Woodward Fab tools find out, number one, the quality of tool that you're providing, and number two, 
it's affordable, fun, it's creative, it gives them something to kind of aim their passion at. And man, the learning curve, I was talking about this, you know, before we, we came on, the learning curve in moving metal seems to happen really fast. Yeah, there's guys that have been doing it for decades and know all the tricks, but just for normal guys spending a few hours here and there throughout the week and you know, on weekends, wow, what they can do six months a year down the road is amazing with the tools that you're providing. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's tools have become way more affordable and guys now have taken on the the opportunity to actually fabricate some of this stuff themselves. I think too many times with a, a car project that, you know, living in Michigan, we have rusted out floor pans and rusted out bodies and you'll buy a kit from somewhere and you'll get the kit and just realize that it, it doesn't quite fit. So you end up having to bend it or tweak it just a little bit to make it to fit. And then guys get so frustrated that they just realize, man, I should just buy myself a, a bead roller. Or I should buy a shrink yeah. stretcher and make it myself. And sure, the the learning curve is there. But once guys start just hitting metal and uh, trying it on their own, they realize very quickly that, wow, I can do this. So we've kind of got a a lot of different solutions, um, affordable solutions for people so they don't have to break the bank. Um, they can invest a little bit in the tools and a little bit in uh, raw steel and tubing and, and sheet metal that they can get started. And before you know it, they become experts and are re retrofitting their whole car. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, the nice thing is the medium, right? Sheet metal. You can go buy a sheet of it. It's pretty cheap. You can wad it all up, yeah. throw it away, and you're like, eh. No big deal, right? So, so it's great. Done that a few times. Yeah, you can just get a couple pieces of metal. You can even go to your salvage yard, you know, and just cut out something, right? It's it's metal, and you can just work it and just play and and learn from there, right? So it doesn't cost much. And like you said, you guys have really developed a nice range of tools at different price ranges. So you know, whereas a really high dollar professional shrinker stretcher could hit you back five grand for a couple hundred bucks. Right, you could get some shrinker stretchers, and all of a sudden, I mean, you've got some shaping going on. And you pick up a mallet, you know, a cheap mallet and a bag, right? A shot peen bag or whatever, sandbag. And next thing you know, you can pound on it with the mallet. You do a little hammer dolly to get some of the dimples out, and you've got shaping, some dome, you've got curvature, right? For a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff, right? I mean, it's a great entry level. And then, you know, like I said, when you work your way up to, well, I want to move it faster. Right, you just get a bigger machine or a more capable machine, and you can kind of work your way up. But yeah, the cost of entry is real low, and like Willie said, the learning curve is so high. And you know, you guys have everything from you know the basics, the the bench vise and an anvil to you know, like I said, bead rollers, English wheels, tubing benders. You know, I've got uh, quite a handful of your larger machines because, uh, like I said, the the price point's such a great value that you know. I picked up a kick shear, so now I can shear off, you know, a 48 or 50 inch piece of metal, get nice. a nice clean cut. Oh, it's huge. You know, for a nice straight edge, you know, I've got the finger brake, uh, slip roll. I've got your manual bead roller, which is a perfect example of, you know, get something very inexpensive, let you play around with it, let you see how much you're really going to use it. You know, and I'm at the point now where I'm like, well... I really want to upgrade to one of the electric ones, you know? I want I want hands-free, baby, you know? 
That's what I've got, buddy. That's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> I got one of Woodward Fab's, one of their electric ones. I, like you, I got the Shrinker Stretcher. Uh, a few other, the Throatless Hand Shear, I, I probably used, you know, a, a million times. Um, you know, it's right on my, my welding table. So you're right, man. Once you get into it and start diving into how much fun it is, you know, there's, you know, the sky's the limit. It, it was funny because when I first got into moving metal, it wasn't anything automotive. Um, I had a, I better be quiet too because my wife is in the other room. But I was dating a girl who was a singer and she asked me to make a mic stand. So I did it and I, I went and got a rose bush and cut out petals like a rose petal and the leaves on it and welded it all together. And, you know, I used a lot of their equipment to build this mic stand. It was my first real deal project. It was really cool. And, you know, it wasn't too long after that, she dumped me and she took the mic stand with her. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, it's it's really it's really cool and the imagination starts to pop once you understand how does you know how to move metal and what you can do it really does open the door for a lot of cool projects and around the home the shop uh your man cave or whatever i uh i get the asked the question a lot like what are the basic tools that i would need to start fabricating sheet metal in my shop so right away you got to have a way to cut metal so you buy metal in sheets you got to have a way to cut it so you got to have a shear so some sort of a shear whether it's a small hundred dollar bench top shear that you can whittle away and take bigger pieces down to smaller pieces so you can work with them or as kevin said a 52 inch wide stomp shear so you can buy uh, sheets of four foot by eight foot sheets and, and rip them down. Then one of the first things you're going to want to do is bend that metal. So you got to have a break and they have two foot, three foot, four foot, any size break. And then do you want to make a pan? So do you want to remove the fingers and be able to, to make a boxes or pans or different types of floor pans? Um, so then once you've got a break and you've got a shear, now you get into, do I want to buy thinner metal work make it easier on myself to work with lighter gauge metal but still have it act like it's a thicker metal so i can use 20 gauge metal put add some beads to it shrink or stretch it and now it's stiff and acts like it's 16 gauge metal so a bead roller a shrinker stretcher and then you get into a little bit um, more complicated equipment like an english wheel or slip rollers um, so there's crazy different variety. Willie, when you said different like type of artwork, I went to the Barrett-Jackson car auction um, this past year and yeah. there was a vendor selling palm trees made out of metal and they were the most gorgeous things ever. And I walked up and they were huge and you'd put them outside in your yard. I think my neighbor has one. They were <laughs> thousands yes. and thousands of dollars. And I walked up to him and asked him, I was like, wow, how did you make that? He made the entire thing off of one of our rotary shear, which is a $200 tool. Wow. That's insane. So it's amazing what people can do. It's, it really is, man. And like you said, you just never know what, you know, opportunity is going to open for you, especially, you know, once you get kind of crafty with it and understand, you know, just some general generalities of, of how you bend, move, tweak and turn metal. You know, it's amazing. You heat it up a little bit, watch the molecules. Well, tap, 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 tap. And all of a sudden it starts to come to form or, you know, you want it. Uh, I don't know, almost to have a topography to it. Get you a bag and, you know, a ball-peen hammer. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah, man, and it, it really comes around. And it, it's always cool when you're finished and you could go, you know what? I made that from a few sheets of steel. <laughs> you know? It's awesome. You know, while we're sitting here through the virus, uh, doing my best to come in. Our, our company's kind of in lockdown right now, but I'm answering phones, trying to ship small stuff and, and just be there for our customers and provide a level of service that they can uh, 
uh, they've come to, to be used to from our company. And I'm encouraged by the number of guys that are at home right now. They're working, they're staying busy. They're doing uh, so many projects. I seems like right now bead rollers, man, people want the ability to stiffen and strengthen metal. And uh, so having a bead roller and for whatever reason, tubing vendors, guys are making roll cages and frames, whether it's sand rails and uh, uh, roll cages for race cars, but guys are busy and I'm very encouraged by that. Yeah, those are two very powerful tools. I mean, you can do so much, like I said, with the bead roller and then a tubing bender, right? That's a that's a that's maybe a tool that's a little intimidating in itself, right? You got to think to yourself like, well, you know, I can probably uh, stitch a couple panels together with my welder, but, uh, you know, making a cage, that, that seems, you know, daunting. But, um, you know, it's the same thing when you get, you know, a bender underneath you, right? And you... You take a stick of tubing and you start to bend it, whether it's manual or hydraulic, pneumatic, whatever. And you, you know, you read your readout on the angle. And then there you go. You're like 47 degrees. There it is. Okay. What's my next one? And next thing you know, you know, you're bending all kinds of stuff and it's like, okay, well now I got to join it. So you got notchers and, you know, tube notchers and things like that to get all the fish mouth and coping just right. And you know, it's just walk up on it, right? You cut, you cut a little bit more, you cut a little bit more, maybe you grind a little bit to fit. Ta-da! Now, man, you're in a situation where you got yourself a little welder, you can start piecing together. Like you said, you can make your own damn sand rail, race car, you know, roll cage tubing, piece of structure, whatever, you know, strut tower brace, you name it, that tube bender is an awesome tool the wife's, the wife's truck's gonna have an exoskeleton around it in no time yeah hell yeah yeah man hey cut your way in weld your way out <laughs> yeah yeah i finally after all these years of uh, a manual bender uh finally stepped up to uh hydraulic so it runs off pneumatic pneumatic hydraulic you can get electric uh driven uh hydraulics but um yeah i already had kind of the setup there and oh it's so glorious <laughs> and there's so many different platforms for you to be able to do the math to figure out your bends. There's software available for your computer that's relatively inexpensive. There's the old way of doing it, which is uh, drawing out on, drawing it all out on a piece of tube using a few simple math formulas and being able to make multiple bends. Like you said, uh, cutting it at a at an angle, notching it, and joining it to another tube and welding it. So it's I'm, sh I'm surprised with how many people have taken that on themselves. It used to be you had to find someone with a bender, take it to a shop, and now guys have the ability to do that all in right in their garage. Well, it's amazing what people are willing to pay for that. Because in the end, the reason the majority of people initially pick it up, in my opinion, is they're tired of paying astronomical prices for a guy to build them, you know, an aluminum fuel cell or this brace or a, you know, hey, I need a a cross member from a trainee can you build this or that or the other all of a sudden man all these guys are just i mean dude the prices they're getting for you know hey i need a 15 gallon fuel cell or i need this bracket shaped like this or i want a you know a floor pan done can you help me it it really is it's a great revenue source like those guys are making a lot of money Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, it's amazing. Once they get the confidence, the ability to do it and make a few bends. Now all the friends in the neighborhood come over and uh, find that you're going to be making a lot of different uh, cages for a lot of different people. Yeah, but it's about trade-offs, right? Now you it got some favors you can cash in, right? Like, 
all right, I can uh, bend you up something or weld you up something, but uh, what do you got on the other end over there? What can you can you mow my yard? Can you yeah, you man, know, move this yeah. for me? Then, Help me with the yeah. upholstery in my car. Well, that's a great thing about the the metalwork and fabrication. You know, you get some tools under you. Not a lot of people out there, right? I mean, there's so many uh, you know home weekend jockeys that you know have a skill saw and a cordless drill, but not as many have the metal stuff. And so that's a great kind of feather in your cap for all your friends on like, all right, what do you got? Oh, a tile saw. Oh, I don't have a tile saw, but I have a welder. So let's make this work, right? Just the ability to make it the way that you want it too. Yeah. You know, you can test out different ideas. You can fit it. You can look at it and then decide that, no, I want to change it. You couldn't do that if your car is at someone else's shop and you have to tell them or describe to them what you want. I can see, I can see Bird's house now like, I'll build you a fuel cell, but how do you feel about yard work? <laughs> laundry. How do you feel about folding laundry? <laughs> no doubt. I will make those trade-offs anytime. <laughs> All, right. All right, quick break now. We'll be back. More Woodward Fat, the man behind the company, Darren O'Brien, is on with us. Quick break. We're back to it. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have Darren O'Brien from Woodward Fab. Go check out their site, you guys. It is legit. Anything and everything you could want. From beginner tools to really top high-end stuff, man. If you're moving metal, thinking about it. If you even got metal on the mind, this is the company to go check out, play with. Not only that, man, they can help you. There's a whole side of Woodward Fab where if you got issues, problems, tech questions, whatever, they'll put the right tool in your shop so that you can get the job done. So Darren, question for you, what was the first project or what got you into into metal working? A lot of guys probably, you know, didn't roll in the kitchen when they were, you know, nine years old and go, Mom, I'm gonna be I wanna be the man behind some of the biggest metal working equipment uh there is on in the country. You know? Like what made you get get, you know, land at Woodward Fab? Well, I think it started, you know, right about the time I turned sixteen. Um you couldn't really afford a car, had a car in the driveway that was given to me by my dad. It had a blown engine. And the only way that I, when I got my license, I was going to hit the road was that I had to put some work in, found a used motor, got the engine um, there. My dad and I spent the whole summer, him teaching me how to take out the old engine, put the new engine in while you're in there. You got to clean up the firewall. You've got to, you know, install new shock towers. And it just dawned on me that, you know, and the passion and the love for, for messing with cars and, and trying to take something that wasn't working and make it better. And um, as I got older, uh, just working with my father-in-law, who's a car collector, and just realizing there was a need for guys to have some of these tools and to try to make them affordable so that uh, we could all have them in our garage and uh, just moved on from there. Started going to uh, different car shows very first car show we ever did we didn't have any idea what we were doing we we saw all the swap meet vendors taking blue tarps so um we took we <laughs> took a blue tarp and we laid out a couple tools on the tarp it was took us a year before we finally invested in a table and uh oh let's get the stuff off the ground and put it up on a table so people can see it so you could have just made your own table right i mean <laughs> that's right <laughs> it just uh you know, it, it just went from there. I think it was really just the, the passion for working on cars and then seeing, going to car events and seeing uh, other people's passion as well. Well, I got a question for both of you. Okay, so after all these years, 
what's one of your coolest projects? It could be a car, it could be a shelf, it could be anything, you know, a combination of metal or anything else. But and what's a cool project where you just kind of step back and was like, oh man, damn it, that is cool. I feel good about myself. The uh, for me, I got into restoring um, Schwinn bicycles and finding fat fendered fat fender twin bicycles oh. and every single one that i found the fenders were damaged so i modified an english wheel a lower anvil for an english wheel so that i could restore and uh just run it through cleanly on an english wheel and be able to take that original fender and get all the dents and, and smooth it out and then you know by the time you're done and you look at that finished product of that old schwinn phantom and you see those fenders and they look beautiful and people see it and are wondering wow how did you do that but it's nice to know that those were the original fenders and i didn't man, actually create from that that's like a winner right there man darren just won i haven't even heard what willie's got i mean old schwins are just cool as hell i mean they remind us when we were kids <laughs> i got friends that have hundreds of these schwinn bikes that they collect and i know that right some of the parts are easy to find they got stacks and others are not because they're like you said they're beat up or taken off because the kids didn't want them and to make your own fender, I mean, who cares if it's on a motorcycle, on a car trailer, you know, custom fender on a car, whether it's on a Schwinn, man, you made a damn fender with metal and some shaping tools. That is righteous. <laughs> All right, Willie, what about you, man? What are you kind of proud of? Well, I mean, mine's got to be the wide body charger. You know, I've been on that thing for a few years now and. There's not a panel on that car I haven't touched. Some I've touched and messed up, you know, but that was the learning curve. I don't learn anything unless I, you know, dive into it. And typically for me, I got to pick something that's really challenging to keep my interest. So when I needed to learn metal work and how to move metal and, you know, more about it and all that fun stuff, I, I chopped some fenders off a first-gen charger and started building a wide body, you know, and that's really, it's been my, you know, my learning curve. I'm working on a 70 Challenger now. And I'm doing some metal work in the engine compartment, on the floor pan, uh, done a couple of patch panels on the rear quarters. So it, it's amazing the difference now when I try to tackle a patch panel on a quarter you know, panel uh, versus when I was first attacking that, that first-gen charger and was trying to learn and understand how to move metal. It's so much easier now because I kind of have experience in the back of my mind on exactly what I need to do and how I need to, you know, to bend it, weld it, cut it, and, and all that fun stuff. Whereas before, I was like, well, I got to figure this out, so I might as well get after it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm proud of you on that charger, man, because I know what a huge and daunting project it is, even for a pro, like a pro shop. And to take it on, right, it's kind of getting into metalwork and to go that deep and to come out that successful uh, that, that's huge, man. You guys got to check yeah. out uh, Willie's social. Check out his uh, Charger project. It's it's nasty. We've got a podcast uh, pretty much talking about the whole project, and we're going to have to get you back talking about that one too. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's something else. It's a really cool car, and it's uh, something I'm really proud of. But people ask me, why is it taking five years to get this car done? And I'm like, that's mainly why. I did a lot of panels over. <laughs> just to make sure they're right you know that's the great thing about metal it's it's a little bit different from wood where you know you, you measure twice you cut once because once you cut it wrong it's done the board pfft, yeah get another one but with metal i mean you can you can go oops and you can cut it right off and weld another one right yep. on you can cut it short and weld a little bit more back on i mean 
whatever you do, you can redo it. I love it because you can't go wrong. I mean, it might take you longer than you thought. <laughs> You know, you're repeating, <laughs> but uh, you can't you can't really go wrong because you can always cut it back off. You can always weld it back together and keep on going. It's it's great, that, and that's so, and that is true. And, and Darren, you probably see this when you talk to some, you know, some some guys that call up wanting certain equipment or this, that, the other. They're tired of you know fighting it when you have tools that make the job so much easier and so much more efficient. But there have been times where I didn't like something, and I've got hours, days, weeks into it, and I'm like, you know what? Cut the whole damn thing off and starting over. And you can make it right. You can manipulate the metal to the point where, you know, uh, some pieces I've been done with and just start over. But at the same time, I could add a little. I could take out a little bit. I could bend it the way I need to. If I need to put, you know, seams, cuts, whatever in it, you, you could do that. It's really forgiving. A lot more forgiving than what people, I, I tend to believe, expect from metal. Because it's metal. They don't look at it as something that's malleable that you can move. That's right. Understanding how the metal moves and those templates that you make or those mistakes that you make, you know, they just make you better at uh, getting to the outcome that you want. All right. I got another one for both you guys. What is the tool, right? And it could be anywhere in the progression of your, you know, cheap and cheerful entry level to whatever you've worked yourself up to. But what, what tool or tools, like once you got a hold of, were you just like, oh man, this is awesome like i've been so geeked up to get to this tool and what it can do for me whether you know it's speed or you know your ability to do something or just cool factor who cares like what's the cool tool or tools that's in your arsenal or you've got to work with that you it's on your next buy list uh, for me it's a bead roller for sure um having the ability with a bead roller just to replace a uh, a floor pan or a firewall uh, take a lighter gauge piece of metal and put a few simple beads in it um, by itself is a great tool but the bead roller has become just so stinking versatile now you can buy louver dies you can add louvers to a panel if you wanted to you can put a 90 degree flanging die on it and now you can um, create flanges or inner uh, inner wheel well openings uh, any curved piece you can take flat wheels and you can modify and manipulate metal through a bead roller uh, and, and bead roller dies are not very expensive. So it is a simple upgrade once you have the bead roller. It, it honestly doesn't matter if you have a $200 bead roller or a $2,000 bead, bead roller. They all essentially do the same thing. Um, having foot pedal, having hand operated, I mean, yeah, there's some things that you can do to improve your efficiency, but really it's with the die sets. The die sets themselves have become, made the bead roller such a universal tool that um it's one of those tools that I, I just don't know how I lived without it before I ever started using it. Man, he's in my head. I, yeah. I'm just giving you my credit card number now because I'm I'm making that upgrade and I'm expanding my damn dies. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man. I've got their I've got the, you know their bead roller and it's it's fantastic. I got the, I got their pipe and, and two benders. The the one I think tool that I haven't mastered yet because I, I could talk about the others you know and I'm still trying to master everything I, I feel like because I learn every time I get to play on them but the one that always probably has stumped me more but I have more fun when it's finished because I got it right and it's amazing is the English wheel you know 
you know, you're back and forth, back and forth, a little this way, a little, oh, no, I'm backwards a little bit. I need to turn it this way. And I'm back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I go over and I put it up and I'm like, okay, I'm close. And I go back, I'm back and forth, back and forth. I need to turn it this way. No, that's not the right way. No, turn it this way. Now back and forth, back and forth. It's, it, it's one of those things that you almost get addicting, you know, just making sure you got it and how it puts that, you know, that arch in it or that bend in it or that roll in it. And, you know, to me, I, I just love playing on that thing because I just love what it does. You know, it's so small, but yet so significant. The English wheel is probably the most fascinating tool to me. I'm not an expert at it, but when I see someone that knows what they're doing on an English wheel, it, you just step back and you watch and it is it's mesmerizing. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, it's such a graceful tool. You know, I don't know how I match my my finger, my thumb so often <laughs> yeah. using that tool. You know, I'm just not paying attention. I'm like, duh, duh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then, you know, you check it out. Like you said, it's it really is to watch a true master on it. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. I think from talking to so many customers and, and people that are using our tools, I, I would say that the, the one that most people uh, find the most interesting is the shrinker stretcher. Uh, yeah. I was demonstrating a tool for someone and did an inside radius, an outside radius on a, on a sheet very quickly, just, just made a bend in a piece of metal and within 30 seconds had a, a rounded curve and a, a guy stepped back from the, the table and he seemed angry. And I looked at him and I was like, man, did I offend you? Did I say something wrong? You know? And he's like, no, you just did something in 30 seconds that took me over a week to make. And yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah. one of those tools that just really, truly mesmerizes people. Well, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm a, well, I'm a shrinker stretcher, like from a, wow, from a mind blow. Like once I had that, the things that I could do with it, the shrinker stretcher, uh, and then the next step up was the English wheel, right? And that shrinker stretcher. Uh, so I've got the, you know, somewhat deep jaw ones and I bought, you know, two sets. So I could always have the dies in, you know, the shrinker in and the stretcher in. I'm not fiddling around so I can go faster, but you can do one set and switch the dies out. And I got the foot pedal and... Man, it can just, like you said, you take a, a 90 degree piece, so it's like a piece of angle iron, you know, a 90 degree fold and you put it in one edge and you can get that thing to start snaking around in any direction. Yeah. And wow, what you can do with a shrinker stretcher and you can start to get doming and shape. Then you go to that English wheel, man. And, and I'm with you. It's so fascinating because it's so graceful. So many other metal, you know, tools make noise bang clang crash you know all this stuff and you go to the wheel and it's like whoosh, 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 whoosh. you yeah, know it's, yeah, yeah. it's not making any it's just whoosh 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 and the magic shaping just sort of happens yeah. you know the only noise you really get of english wheel is when you get your finger caught Oof. right Oof. yep yep <laughs> <laughs> but it's yes. so great for for really you know you can bang on a, a bag right with a mallet a sandbag and just bang on something and get this you know dimpled up disgusting looking you know wrinkled thing and then you roll it through the english wheel da -da 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 -da, you know you get the little bumps out and next thing you know whoosh 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 and you've right. got a hood scoop you've got whatever it is right a fender it's a cool tool man yeah. there's so much you can do with yeah. it yeah Hey, but you're right, man. The shrinker stretcher. I did um, the window lips in the Challenger and the wheel lips um, with the shrinker stretcher, and people are shocked because you know you're right. You can get some of those turns in there that you you're like, wait a minute, is that 
is that supposed to, is that going to have been like that? Or, you know, it's, it's really cool. How you can make those compound turns, those, you know, those radiuses that you can't get anywhere else. And it's just, it's a fit game. You're over and you're either shrinking or you're stretching, you're bringing it around, bringing it around. And once you put it up to the, the buck or the wheel lip and it fits right in line with the rest of the seam, you're like, yeah, I just yeah, did that. You know, I mean, it's really cool. If you're working on a piece of angle and making those rounded curves, that's ideal for most shrinker stretchers. Um, and you can make those curved wheel wheel openings, window openings all around the leading edge of the trunk. But like Kevin, with your deep throat shrinker stretcher, if you were making a big bowl or a, and you go working on the English wheel and then you go to test fit it into your buck and you realize, man, I just need to stretch it a little bit or I need to shrink it a little bit. That's where the deep throat shrinker stretcher comes in because now you can put it in there, you can hit it, step on it, and you can bring that bowl together or make it a little bit wider and then go back to the English wheel. So it's very versatile. And if that doesn't work, you get out your torch and you heat that sucker up and you get it damn near melting and you you tell it exactly what to go do with itself. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this hammer is called a persuasion tool. <laughs> All right, Darren, before we wrap things up here, tell us what tools do you recommend for the, you know, the weekend warrior who wants to step up his game? He found him in old school. He wants to turn a little flip on it, do a LS swap on it, bring it back to life, and he starts with some metal work. What would you say are the you know, pick one, two, three tools that you think are going to be a necessity that you feel like most guys via little time can pick up and start running with fairly quickly. Yeah. You got to have a hand shear. You got to have a way to trim metal down and make it fit. So even a bench top hand shear is ideal. There's three or four different styles. Um, throat depth or capacity comes into play, but really it's just finding a tool that's, that's comfortable that you could trim down a, a larger sheet, do it quickly, have no burr, and then be able to move on to your next phase, which I would say would be a break. Uh, having a three-foot mm -hmm. break or having a four-foot break would be ideal. Um, gives you the ability to make any, uh, any width bend. Um, you can do flanges. You can do recessed floor pans. You can do body panels. You could do insides of doors. Just giving you the ability to make those simple bends. And then usually uh, it would be a way to stiffen or strengthen that metal in some way. So I would say a bead roller would be the ideal. Those three tools alone, you can do most projects that you would have on your vehicle um, without getting into, you know, you can do all of that for under $1,000. Yeah, man. And the accompanying shrinker stretcher, I, I believe, is a a big component to have in there as well. Absolutely. So That's nice. I, I really, those those three or four tools, you can go shockingly a long way in, in a car build and metal work with those four tools. Yeah, without a doubt. And don't forget the hammer dolly oh, yeah. is just the one you almost forget because it's it's a no-brainer. It lets you fix and tune everything, right? You just need a little bit, boop, 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 hammer dolly, and uh, you can shape that thing right in, fold something over. Yeah. All right. Well, Darren, where do we find you socially on the web? Where, where can people go to find Woodward Fab? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Woodward Fab, and you can find us on the website at woodwardfab.com. There you go, man. It doesn't get much easier than that, does it? So no. Woodward woodwardfab.com. And really, man, thanks for making metalwork not as intimidating, a lot easier, and most important for everybody out there, affordable. 
You know, you really, truly do get a quality tool at affordable price. Not a lot of companies can say that in this industry, man. And you're definitely providing that. Thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, I just want people to know that if you've got any questions whatsoever, just call us. We'll be glad to discuss your project and figure out what tool would work for you. Well, hang on the line because I'm going to give you my credit card number here in just a minute. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll be hanging on for that one, too. I need car parts. (laughs) All right, you guys. Um, hey, don't forget about our show, Aaron Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes are also now available streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is a great way to find us. Check out some of the shows. Thanks to our guest, Darren O'Brien from Woodward Fab. WoodwardFab.com, great resource for you guys, man. Uh, love the tools. Love the fact that they can get anybody and everybody starting their shop doing metal work. My man, Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. Our producer, Scoop. And our executive producer, is Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. All kinds of awesome content, especially about our show. Get some video segments, check us out, and share your thoughts with us on social. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. There you go. So get your own Kool-Aid, but buy Woodward Fab Tools. All right, you guys. Take care. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Mm. All right, see you next time. Two Guys Garage podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.